30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Open line hour here at 9 o'clock. Anything you want to talk about, your house, home, castle, or cabin, it's one 767 4348 That's one 888 for you Text can be sent to 411-923, or you can send a picture to info at rosieonthehouse.com if you need a little help, a uh, photo ID, or identifying a project, or help explain what it is you're trying to tackle. We do uh, take all three forms of communication. A lot of people... Uh, you know, the, especially the ones that have been listening for 30 years say, well, why don't you guys take more calls? Are you not a call and talk show? We absolutely are. It is not the same as it used to be. Things change, times change. People used to sit on their phones that actually had a cord from the handheld receiver back to the phone itself that was plugged into the wall, and they would sit there for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes as we made our way through calls, but first in, first out, all lines would be full, and people would sit there forever waiting for their call to get answered, but that was a time we didn't have internet either. You can't imagine if we don't personally answer the phone in the studio in less than three minutes, the person that's on hold hangs up. So when you call the broadcast, you get put on hold and you hear the broadcast so that you know you actually are online and we'll get to you. But if somebody doesn't pick up the phone on our side and say, Rosie on the house will be with you, please hold for just a moment as we get all the calls on hold. If you're not, if you can't get that in less than three minutes, gone, out. They, People don't have the patience for that anymore. Uh, when somebody was on a handheld receiver in their home, it was a nice, quiet environment. It was a controlled environment. Very seldom do we get calls like that anymore. They're out and about. They're driving. They're on Bluetooth. They're in the hardware store. They're at a soccer game. Whatever the case may be, we've got to protect the listener experience for the rest of the audience. It is very irritating to be listening to a radio broadcast and you hear the hosts go to a call and it's somebody driving and it's loud and it's echoing and you say hey dan welcome to the call uh, welcome to the broadcast and dan dan you mean daniel oh sorry dan you'll what would you like to talk about and then you're oh, hey i've been listening forever and you've wasted 30 seconds of airtime and you haven't even got to the question yet and that's extremely poor listening experience so if you're going to call and be part of the broadcast got to bring your a game and got to be part of the program it's one 767 we took a couple calls during the tree hour some great questions but they were people that didn't want to go on air i just want to ask my question can i ask it and be gone we do that as well uh text again 411-923 email info at rosieonthehouse.com we try and accommodate Whatever form of communication you like to do, we make that available during the broadcast. At the phone number and email, 24-7 at the office. The text is only during the broadcast. So uh, if you don't get an answer during the broadcast, it'll be next week as we're going through all of our broadcast follow-up. 2019 calendars are getting ready to go to print. This is the last week to submit a photo for the 2019 home maintenance calendar. We've got some beautiful pictures that have submitted. One gentleman, I really, I think we need to get 
uh, Jim somehow into an interview. We had a hot air balloon interview with Arizona Hot Air Balloons probably about a year ago. And Jim submitted at least five different hot air balloon pictures from all over Arizona. This one's a, over a golf course in the desert. One was from Page, Arizona uh, at the, what, what, what did he call it? The balloon regatta, whatever. But if you've got a picture of Arizona landscape or wildlife, you can submit that to info at rosyonthehouse.com. And we will uh, put that on our calendar page. Go to rosyonthehouse.com slash calendar. And all next week, our listeners will be voting on which one of those calendars will be in our 2019 home maintenance calendar. It is a free publication that we send to anybody that would like it. If you ask for one in 2018, our first time we printed one, you don't need to ever ask for another one. We'll just send it to you until you want it stopped. Then you let us know, hey, take me off your mailing list we'll take you off the mailing list but you don't need to keep asking every year it's something that was so popular we will continue to do that and provide it uh, as a free service to all of our listening audience and what it helps us do is it's helped us really enhance the content of home improvement the content in our outdoor living hour the content in our topic driven hour which is our 10 o'clock hour next hour where we're spending the month on home finance because it gives us an entire year to prep for that topic. And uh, what we're planning on doing for 2018, uh, excuse me, 2019, takes 2018 and puts it on steroids. We'll be adding video content. We'll be adding uh, a lot more resources. It, it will be a complete how-to guide to getting everything around your house, home, castle, or cabin taken care of. And if you do these maintenance tasks that all of our homes need, on a weekly, monthly, and annual basis, you'll never end up in a situation where you're so overwhelmed by your chores and your to-dos that uh, you just give up and say, heck with it all, and the house starts to just fall around, down around you. Mm. One more way that we work to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend, we'll get to Adrian calling from Levine. Start us off on this hour talking attic insulation. Welcome, Adrian. Hello, hi. Um I'm in, going to be insulating my attic this uh, this next couple weeks and um, and purchasing a new AC unit. So I have some recessed can lighting in the attic. I was told they leak a lot of air, and I'm trying to find a way I can I can seal these up to prevent um, air loss and and uh, and make my home more efficient. Now you have been told that. Have you done a home energy audit to verify that? Because if they were properly installed and properly properly insulated when the home was built uh there shouldn't be an issue um well i did have a home energy audit done uh, they mentioned there is some leaking um, i also have some in wall in ceiling speakers that need to be sealed up as well um, but i also the biggest thing is i need to re-insulate them i have my insulation has settled so um, i guess if I don't need it done, but I, I do have in, in ceiling speakers that I do need to get sealed up. Okay, and the energy audit did show that those are potential problem areas that need to be readdressed? Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay, well, there's a lot of different uh, things we can do here. First, uh, recessed can lights, most of them today are built to be covered in insulation, so what we have to do is go back to the builder and find out if they have record 
on what type of ceiling cans we use because if they can be covered in insulation, then you're just blowing in the insulation. If not, then yes, we do need to put some kind of, uh, whether it's cardboard cover over the top of it to keep the insulation from falling on top of the recessed can lighting. Why that's critical when they were first came out, these hot halogen lights that are in your attic, if the insulation's sitting on those and all of that heat is building up, it could be a potential for a fire damage. But they've designed them now where they come self-insulated so you can just put your regular insulation right over the top. If they aren't that type, we do have to construct some kind of, whether it's a cardboard dome out of uh, some strong crafting paper, uh, and I say crafting, you know, I'm talking like car, almost cardboard type because you want that to be structural for a period of time. Another option when you're, and, and you had mentioned speakers as well, they they do make these things. I mean, I don't know that you need to necessarily take the time and effort to go buy one because it's easy enough to make any kind of structure to go uh, over it, like I said, out of, out of cardboard. So uh, hang tight. We've got a special interview we're going to bring on the line real quick, uh, and we'll get you more information during uh, the commercial break or in the next segment of the broadcast. But you did the right thing. You got a home energy audit. Just follow the steps on there, and don't overkill. It, that is something that can very easily uh, be overanalyzed. Insulation is a very easy math number game. Uh Adrian, hang tight. We're going to get to you, but I've got to sneak in Stephen first because Stephen is one of the new partners at Rosie on the House. Uh, Mr. Williams, long time in the long time coming. <laughs> That's all I can say. Do we have Stephen with us on five? I'm here. Hey, so. Can you hear me, Romy? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Uh, maybe I was in a bad spot in the house. Okay. Um, go go ahead. So you first approached us. I This goes back to 2011, and it has taken mm -hmm. up until this time for us to bring you on the network as a certified partner. Talk about the service that you've really just invented. Oh, goodness, I've... We'll try again a little bit later, but basically what Stephen does is he realized that when you put wood outside in Arizona, whether it's the structural uh, vigas on a Santa Fe-style home, uh, the beams that support our patios, exposed wood is a pretty look, but it's not a good building material for Arizona. So he started building and molding fiberglass sleeves that then cover all these old exposed wood beams that are just getting beat up and blistered by the sun, and they look just like wood. They'll last a lot longer than the exposed wood that's out there, and it protects and keeps you from having one more maintenance item of getting out there and re-oiling your vegas or having to get them epoxy injected for structural support to aid them through. Anything out in the sun gets beat up, and fiberglass is just a much better material to get weathered against, so it's keeping that real honest look of wood but you're doing it with fiberglass and you're doing it with something that can be then replaced again as it deteriorates over a 10-15 period of time without having to worry about replacing the entire wood viga so that is saw s-a-w 
saw Vega Tales out of Tucson, Arizona, a lot of Santa Fe-style homes in the area, and it was a recognition of the Nita service, and we've got a local, uh, local guy that found the solution for it. Got to get jumpy on a Saturday morning at Rosie on the House. Right now, folks, Romy is looking we for We got to get rid of these Coyotes tickets. Oh, that's what I you're forget. looking for. Wait a minute. I might have those. Hold on. Do you have them? I, I think so. Hold on. All I can remember for is they're for next Saturday. It's a set of two. If you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, we said we'd do it at 920 here they are. I knew I had them somewhere. Oh, good. Good. I and I, I, I'm horrible at giveaways. I've, if I miss it, I forget about it, blow through it. These are $144 value for hockey. Well, I didn't know hockey games were that expensive. Mm. Either that or these are great seats. Well, they're a hot team right now, too. Oh, row yeah. E, seat four. That sounds pretty close to the glass. Uh, hey, if you want it, just text. It says something about a trivia question, but it doesn't say about what trivia will be based on home maintenance. All right. In our home maintenance calendar, we do have a This Month in Arizona History. This one in particular has to do with sports, but it is uh, Diamondbacks related. November 4th, 2001, Arizona Diamondbacks won its World Series title defeating the New York Yankees in Game 7, 3-4. Luis Gonzalez made the RBI for who to make the winning run? If you know who made the oh. winning run, text it to 411-923. All right answers between now and the end of the broadcast. We'll just pick it random and uh, and send you these Coyotes tickets. Again, they're for next Saturday, 6 o'clock. Uh, let me make sure. Yeah, 6 o'clock Saturday, November 7th. Who's a B? Do you know who? Do you know hockey enough to know who we're playing? Uh, it's Boston, right? Yeah. Is that that's Boston? A, yeah, that's Boston. We're playing Boston. All right. And by the way, if you follow the Diamondbacks on social media, they posted that whole uh, bottom of the uh, inning of the World Series. So there might be a clue for you there. Mm. Hmm. Yes, I think it was 17 years ago already. I don't follow it. enough to be able to follow that, so uh, I I am no help there. <laughs> Elections are finally over. I don't know about you, but I am hmm. glad. It doesn't matter what the election is. It could be presidential. It could be midterms it could be local construction business and i'm sure this equates to a, a lot of businesses out there just seems to go on hold during the election cycle it you would think after i don't know i can't i'm trying to count how many elections i've been through and and all those you know it's it's extreme uh sides of of the officials that have been elected you know we've gone let's see let me go back to my working career we've got bush clinton bush obama uh trump and all of those cycles when it's done business just goes back to normal but it seems like during that process it just gosh everything chews up anyway yeah. glad the election's over glad that uh things are re starting to return to normal seems like they're going to drag this out in a couple different states on selecting them, but the most notable one is because it affects our homes. 127 did fail the clean energy 
ballot that they were trying to put. And, and it was the wording that I think really killed it, and I'm glad that Arizona homeowners helped kill that um, by, by 70 percent, 69 percent voted no. It was they were going to try and force this use of solar, which there's nothing wrong with solar, but they were doing it at regardless of the expense to the consumer. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You give a piece of legislation a blank check. When is that ever a good idea? So, hopefully, uh, you know the the continued improvement and enhancement of solar uh, as new technology, as battery life for the nighttime hours enhances. Uh, the consumer will just see this and make the investment for their home at the time that's right. We've got the Tucson trifecta joining us next week, and one thing that they're going to talk about is just the solar lease programs and what you have to know if you're looking for a new home about the solar lease because a lot of realtors are pushing people away from any home that's stuck in a solar lease. And, you know, that's if you found the right home in the right location, there you shouldn't be scared of this lease program for your solar to – to walk away now if there's two homes on the street that's a different thing but if it's the only one in the neighborhood and market that's not a reason to walk away so we'll look forward to that uh next saturday and the 10 o'clock hour this saturday we're talking about how the home rosie on the house app with home zada can help you manage the financial aspect of your home if you've ever been around the equestrian industry mm -hmm. uh it's always uh this you know buying a horse is the cheapest thing it's owning it that's expensive well <laughs> a lot of that can be said for the homeowner if we make a smart decision and we're in a home with our monthly mortgage it's very manageable you can soon find out in a lot of cases that, that monthly mortgage is the cheapest part of owning your home but owning a home is a great thing so we'll talk about the tools that are in the Rosie on the House Homesada app that can help you manage that and anticipate upcoming expenses, help manage and save so you can invest wisely in your home. That's the 10 o'clock hour. We're still in the open line hour, and our weekly how-to will be coming up next. If you, This one is all about making sure our kitchen cabinets are in clean and proper working order before the influx of visitors that we may be expecting to have for our holiday season. So. We'll do that next along with taking your calls at one 767 4348 text 411-923 or On a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. A gentleman by the name of Jake just sent some incredible pictures from Alamo Lake with a beautiful sunset. If you have an Arizona landscape or wildlife picture, it's something new here to Rosie on the House. 2019 will be our second calendar print, and we wanted to do it with the listening audience. So we actually have uh, – we, we did a photo contest last year. We're doing that again this year. But we're also doing a recipe contest. We have the Farm Bureau in every at the beginning of every month to talk about the local produce. 
or meats that are available from local Arizona farmers and ranchers. And we thought it'd be fun to then incorporate a recipe that follows along with whatever our uh, commodity, our ag commodity of the month will be. And that's done in the 8 o'clock hour, the first Saturday of every month. Next month, for example, starting off the first three months, January will be lettuce and leafy greens coming out of Yuma, biggest uh, producing lettuce producing county in America. February will be strawberry, so we're looking for a recipe that includes a strawberry, whether it's a shake or pie. Pie. Pie, yeah. Or... I don't know. Just it has to have a strawberry in it. Yeah. Uh, March is peach. So then we got cheese barbecue barbecue recipes. Oh, I'm gonna have to put my own in that one. I you don't even bother oh, really? submitting. Oh, uh, really? It's the best. You trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, June candy. We actually have a few local candy makers. So we've got beans, tomatoes, apples, pumpkins, turkey, and fruitcake. Who put fruitcake? Wait, wait. How did that get missed? Is, is this fruitcake for... December uh, of 2019? Is it dessert or construction material? Construction <laughs> material. Now we're talking. Now okay, we so there will be an application for it. Yeah. In that home maintenance calendar, we have weekly to-dos. And here in our open line hour at 932 is where we cover our weekly to-do. And this week we're talking about our cabinet conditions. Are you sitting in your kitchen right now? A little coffee? A little, little breakfast? And you notice all the discoloration around the corner of the cabinet by the knob where the oils from your fingers have been accumulating over the last couple years that you haven't done anything about. Is there little paint areas that are starting to peel or fade? Is the glass on the cabinets a little dusty and we haven't uh, taken the time to properly wipe them? Is there a cabinet that the whole family knows don't open that one because the slide-out shelves inside don't really work and you got to be prepared to catch whatever comes out of it? Well, we've got uh, that is our to-do going through all of our cabinets. And to join this in this conversation is a guy that has spent much of his time and day and profession with sandpaper, <laughs> with your cabinet doors, in his shop, sanding off all your greasy, oily mess, whether it's from your fingers or it's the cabinets that are next to your cook area as things are boiling over and popping out and trying to restore and bring them back to life. Ray Hernandez of Ray of Light, thanks for t uh, letting us steal a few minutes of your Saturday morning. Oh, good morning, Romy. No problem. Anytime. So just how many hours have you spent? Oh, my goodness. I, I couldn't tell you how much hours I've spent on uh, stripping, sanding down to bare wood. But uh, nowadays, uh, you know, as you know, Romy, I spend more time uh, with the clients, uh, uh, you know, designing more. And it's it's my men and women who do really well and, and uh, spending all that uh, labor time on getting them down to bare wood, making sure that uh, the prep uh, adequately in order for us to, uh, you know, get a great finish on, on their cabinetry. And what's the most important critical thing? We'll get to the maintenance part and cleaning it up in a minute. Yes. We always want to start with preventative maintenance. Is there a magic, you know, we polish our cars. 
Is there a magic wood polish that we could be putting on top of cabinet finishes that would ever keep any of these cooking or hand oils from penetrating into the wood to begin with? Well, I don't know, Romy, if there's a magic product out there. Uh, obviously, the best way of maintenance would be everyday maintenance when after using your kitchen, you know, getting a, a, a soft uh, cotton cloth or maybe of a, a microfiber uh, cloth with just warm water and just cleaning up after you use your, your, your kitchen, especially on those areas around the, the stove area, whether it's your lower perimeter cabinet or your upper cabinets and or the sink area. You definitely want to get the water off of puddling, especially on those that false front or those doors below the sink are always a problem area for for uh, our clients or even in, in the vanity bathroom. That's another area where, you know, you have to get back to work, you know, early in the morning or what have you, and, and uh, usually they get abused, and it's mainly water sitting on your cabinetry, on that false front or those upper doors. And uh, basically what you want to do as far as products go, um, you definitely want to stay away from those um, those uh, products that have wa- um, any, 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 any product that, that you can get that's wax-free or silicone-free polish is going to be your best bet. We're looking for wax-free or silicone-free. That is pretty critical, whether we're talking painted or stained wood. Um, Let's go into an application where we don't need to strip all the way back down to bare and start and completely over and refurbish. Um, As I'm sitting there cleaning the cabinets, how do I keep from going too far? Because once you do go too far, yeah. Uh, whether it's stain or paint, there's no patchwork that ever hides that up. And y- you soon find out that it was actually better if you just left it dingy, <laughs> dingy grease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shows yeah, character. I think, I, I, I think there, you know, there, you definitely, again, going back to those products, you definitely want to stay away from, from furniture wax that will build up over time. And, and a lot of times it attracts. Uh, dust or 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 some grime um, in those areas, and and left on, as you said, it can take away the top coat or top finish, which is our protective um, uh, uh, agent. Um, that's that's protecting the finish underneath the stain or what have you. Um, but once you get to uh, a point where where it gets pretty worn down. <clears throat> there are some products out there, um, possibly you know with the uh, DIY that uh, you could go to the Home Depot. There are some products out there that uh, you can get to closely match um, your your finish. And uh, there's a lot of uh, blend alls, or or I, I would tend to stay away from the markers. Um, 
those could get to a point where you would want to have a professional over. And um, but there are some some uh, touch up kits that you could apply, but you would have to be very artistic and very patient. I would have to say, but um, that there are some products that you could uh, carefully and gently apply to help mask those areas. And the patient side is what I want to spend a minute covering because. Uh, what what do you do when you start scrubbing something, and it well, doesn't come off? Take away the you, finish, correct. You, you get something that scrubs harder. <laughs> so if you're yes. trying to clean your cabinets and it's not working, don't grab your Brillo pad. Don't grab your SOS exactly. steel wool. Just it it may not be something that you get done in one setting. You know, gently Eat. gently rub that. it. Come back later. Gently rub it. Maybe just break it up into sections. I'm going to do these two cabinet doors today, these two tomorrow, these two the next day, and by the end of the week, you've got it done. You can't rush it and don't get aggressive because that's when homeowners take it too far. And now instead of just spending an extra 10 minutes gently scrubbing uh, a cabinet door, we're taking every cabinet door and drawer face off down to a shop and we've got our kitchen torn apart for three weeks while we're stripping it back down to the bare wood and starting all over. Absolutely. Now, that's not a bad option at the point the cabinets are too far or you're looking for a different look. Uh, I don't understand white cabinets at all, uh, but some exist. If I moved into a home that had white cabinets, I would tell you the first thing I would do would bring them down to your strip shop get it all off and start with something new. Maybe you're just looking to change the look. That is still a great option because what happens if you say, you know what, we're just going to get new cabinets. Well, then you got to get new appliances, right? We're already doing this. Well, yep. We're going to get a different kitchen sink. Well, we're going to do different flooring. It can snowball compound effect happens very quickly when we start making uh those types of rip-out decisions because it's a lot cheaper to redo all this while it's ripped out than one at a timing it. Uh, Ray, the final thing is consider your cabinets while you're cleaning. How often do you see cabinets ruined by cleaners that were meant for the oven or for the glass or for the kitchen sink? We've got to be very diligent in our cleaning products while we're trying to clean other things in the kitchen and not our cabinets. Correct. We see a lot of that happening, Romy, especially when we have clients that are looking for our, you know, to have a, a full refinish. A lot of times that is the reason why um, we do have to be very careful with the appliances that surround our cabinetry. And um, that's why, you know, as far as maintenance, daily maintenance, um, I think it's very important to to clean as you go, um, but definitely stay away from those abrasive detergents or cleaners. And and as you said, those those uh, scrubbers or Brillo pads definitely need to be away from those uh, from your finish because they will take them out, take it away immediately. Yeah. If you go to rosyonthehouse.com and search keyword cabinet conditioning, you can get the entire article in that weekly to-do. Uh, we've been joined with Ray Hernandez of Ray of Light. You can find him in the painting category or in the cabinet category at rosyonthehouse.com. 
The question posed on this week's uh, listener giveaway was, who was the runner that scored the winning run in the 2001 Diamondbacks championship game? We all remember Luis Gonzalez making the hit, but who was actually the runner that scored? We had some, a lot of right answers and a lot of wrong answers. Do you remember, Gary? Yeah. We got a lot of Craig Council. That was not it me. It wasn't Craig. We got Womack. It wasn't Womack. Uh, Mark Graves. Mark Gracie. Uh, no, it wasn't Gracie either. There was a Mark Graves uh, oh. answer. I don't know if they meant Mark Grace. I think it's Gracie. Because yeah, we did he... get that a couple times as well. <laughs> but it was actually Jay Bell. Oh, Jay Bell, who was also uh, instrumental in winning a, a, a fellow fan $1 million uh, back in the early days of the Diamondbacks. It was a big contest. Actually, I was uh, uh, not directly involved in it, but knew about it. And uh, the contestant had to pick which inning, uh, which player, and uh, she ended up picking Jay Bell bottom of the sixth to hit a home run for a $1 million, and he did it. Nice. Yeah. Well, he was, uh, so that was the correct answer. If you answered Jay Bell, it'll just take us a little while to filter through. When we put this together, that was uh, 17 years ago today. That makes you feel old. Um, today? Well, this what? month. That oh, was actually okay. November was, 4th. Okay. 17 years ago this month. Man. What happened is a lot of people, when because we published it in our home maintenance calendar, and we do it at the same time, we were having numerous repeat winners that were just ready and waiting. And so now I've got to take the time to check the text number, verify it against our database and make sure this wasn't a winner within the last 12 months. Then we'll all, all the people that haven't won in the last 12 months, then we randomly select out of those. So it takes a minute to get that process. We'll do in the other top words, of the hour news break yeah. and uh, get that Notify the winner, and we'll get the tickets sent. In other words, Romy is the Rosie on the House County recorder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to verify and make sure the uh, winner's cured. So. That's a new term I learned this week, cured. Uh, yeah, you're cu cu curing a voting ballot. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, Thanksgiving's about a week and a half away. The first thing I hear when I hear cured is ham. That's just me, <laughs> me and food. Yeah. We're getting close to that time where we will be digest ingesting, they say, an average of 4,500 calories on our Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Smart Final has a hilarious radio commercial running that says, uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> good, good. And also, my little experiment, um, uh, the Farm Bureau segment we did, oh, was it uh, during uh, the summer uh, for Mortimer Farms? Uh they brought in some corn, and we learned that um, as long as the corn hasn't been husked and it's still in its its husk, you can throw it in the freezer and it's fine. It's kind of like a natural um, uh, baggie and whatnot. So this week, I'm ready to pull the corn out. It's been in the freezer for about, uh, I think it was about five months ago. All right. Well, you have to get us an update on the freshness. Yeah, and that that's what I'm looking forward to. Arizona Registered Contractor put a press release out earlier in the month, actually, this, uh, and then it was covered in the Wilcox Range News about an arrest made on a local contractor. And it was a roofing company that was arrested for a, uh, operating without a license. It was revoked after they were paid 
sixteen thousand of a thirty of a, almost a thirty thousand dollar project before abandoning the job. Further in the story is really the the telling tale of why we require five years minimum in business before somebody can become a partner at Rosie on the House. And if you heard us uh, at the beginning of this hour talking with Saw Design that does the fiberglass tailings, that was one of the reasons it took so long from his original point of contact with us back in 2011 to becoming a partner here in 2018. That was seven years before uh, we brought him onto the network because of instances like this. Uh, the offendant was Baker. It's actually a, a woman roofing contractor, Jeannie Baker, was first licensed in 2012 and performed work for three years without a complaint. But between 2016 and 2018, received 15 complaints. And what happens for a lot of contractors locally? Who are your first customers? It's family, it's friends, it's your church neighbors, and all people that will be a little lenient for you as you're managing a job uh, or managing two jobs and balancing that with your life and, you know, with kids and the rest of the things you do outside of your work hours. So the family's very lenient. You know, hey, I'll get to it Saturday this weekend. Hey, I understand. You got the soccer game, whatever. You get into a situation where you've got 10, 15 clients at once that want their roof done before the next rain. They could care less about junior soccer game or Susie's ballet. And then you're stuck in a situation of, well, do I put my kids first or do I put my customer first? And you have a couple of those going at once. Well, not everyone can be first. Things start falling down. Uh, you start subcontracting or hiring new help that doesn't perform to the standards that you like to see the work done. You can't solve this complaint without getting to the next one. You've got to get three new sales jobs sold to keep your doors open and you're using the money from the down payment on this project to finish the job that was supposed to be done two weeks ago over here. And it just, in this example, feels very much exactly what happened there because for three years, nothing, and then 15 complaints in a two-year time frame and homeowners out thousands of dollars. So it's it's very hard to become part of Rosie on the house, and here's a perfect example why. 